Welcome to Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarno, a weekly podcast from Relevant Church in Daytona Beach, Florida. We pray that this message inspires hope, help, and healing in your life. And as always, welcome home. Well, I'm excited to be with you guys today. Don't forget, immediately after service, we're going to be together. I want you guys to hang out and be with us. I know someone at 9 o'clock will be coming back, and we're going to have a good old time. Amen? You know, as life kind of gets busy, you know, this week, you know, I was telling the morning service, had the opportunity to, um, you know, kind of just reflect upon um, some ideas for you today for Christmas. And, um, you know, I had an opportunity Monday, you know, I got a great opportunity. I went and hung out with our, 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 our church family at the Miracle Center and really blessed me. Some of you don't know what goes on over there, but there's a lot of great people getting their life changed because of the love of God. One of the things I was thinking about all week long, getting ready to prepare for you, was, you know, we had a, we got a beautiful angel tree. Some of you guys have really, you know, participated with that. And, you know, the angel tree is something we do every year. There's gifts waiting there for, for people just to be blessed. Does that make sense? Amen? Will you hear something? <laughs> Don't worry about it. That'll, that, that's all free. <laughs> that's, just a, that's just a little bit of tile. Don't worry about it. It's praise the Lord. So you you guys wonder where Santa comes down? Sometimes he comes down in the middle of the church, amen? You know what I'm saying? So don't worry about it. So praise be to God, all right? Don't worry about it. Yeah, he's cooking. He's cooking something up, amen? But one of the things I was talking about was, um, you know, last year we've, we've done Angel Tree. We've done Angel Tree every year. And last year, you know, immediately after Christmas, you know, kind of things settled down here and we come back in the office. And I kind of went in the, the room over there and there was these presents in this room. And I'm thinking, these things should have been gone. Like, why is there presence in a room? It's January. You know what I'm saying? It's like, man, this, this, these should have been gone. Are the angel tree gifts? Like, what? And I'm asking some question. Somebody answered my question. Of course, I had like a little bit, not a concern, but I was like, what's up with this? And after a little bit of investigating, we found out, yeah, they were angel tree gifts. They were purchased by someone. They were for someone. But the people never came and picked it up. And you don't understand the stories of everybody's life. It could have been busy. Something could have happened. Somebody was not feeling good. But I never forget seeing these perfectly wrapped presents. Had somebody's name on it. Dialed in. Ready to go. Somebody went and got it. Somebody handpicked it. Somebody took a little tree thing. Went and got it. And got what somebody asked for. And here they are, sitting in the room. Not being used. Not being open. Nothing changing. And I thought about something and it hit me. I said, what, what gifts have we been given that we've never opened? And while I was here in the morning service, people started laughing. And I, I got the story after. One of the parishioners there said, his wife said, you got her real good. I said, why is that? She said, oh, my wife just found one of my presents from last year. She never gave me. <laughs> I said, yeah, I said, I can imagine. I said, I bet you could have been using that. But guess what? Nobody gave it. And I asked myself the question, what kind of gifts has God given us that we've never opened? What gifts has he wrapped, packaged, special delivery for you and for me, but we didn't take the time to open it? You know, I started thinking about those gifts, you know. I said, what are we going to do with them, you know? And you think like, some of you probably been here before. Well, you know, we'll put them in a the closet. We'll take them out next year. But that, that gift all the while could have been doing something in somebody's life that only 
it could do if it was being used. That's the key. Because what you got to remember that is this, that gifts have been given to you and me, but maybe, maybe we don't recognize they've been given, or maybe we just never opened them. But that gift, you want to know what's funny? Somebody asked for it. Somebody went and got it, but somebody never picked it up. I started thinking about Christmas and gifts and not presents, but the gift of Jesus. What has he given me and you that maybe we didn't open up? And sometimes in life, I think we, maybe we don't feel worthy enough. You know, you ever get a gift that's overwhelming? You know, I've gotten some stuff like, I don't deserve it. I really don't deserve it. I took it, <laughs> but I didn't deserve it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was like, whoa, that's, that's an expensive gift, or that's something that's precious to someone. You know, sometimes something that has monetary value isn't, isn't, isn't as expensive to someone as the price tag it costs because it was of the heart. You know what I mean? Sometimes you get, you know, you, know, you got that, that gift that somebody gave you that you knew. You know, I told the Lord a long time ago, pe- people have given, and I'm not, people, there's stuff that's been given to me, and somebody asked me to go, and I, I know it's a tough thing with God, you know, and I said, God, I'll never give away what's been given to me. I'll buy a different one or a new one, but I won't give away, I'm weird, but I won't give away the thing that someone's given me because I know it meant something to them to give it to me. I'll buy a duplicate and give it to you, but please don't ask me to give what's mine to someone else. I don't have a problem with that, but I know it's sentimental to people, so it becomes precious to you. Does that make sense? Jesus, Jesus came because God sent him, because you were precious to him. That's what the gift was. Yeah, I started thinking about it. I said, those, those presents, what are we going to do with these presents? They sit here and collect dust all year long, wrapped up, ribbons on them, bows on them, ready to go, got people's name on it, but nobody opened it. Potential to do something, but not going to do anything because somebody didn't come get it. Somebody didn't open it. I know I'm picking on the people opening it, and I'm not, I don't even know where it all went down. Everybody works out, but here's what I'm asking you today. What gifts have you not opened? What gift have maybe you left behind? What thing has God maybe laid up for you that you never came to pick up? Maybe you picked it up, but did you open it yet? Start thinking about the word of God. Look, I got some scriptures for you. It's really kind of cool. I think, first of all, we've got to understand how important is Jesus is, because I know we've noticed stuff, but look what it says here in Luke chapter 2, verse 11. Jesus was a gift. That's our first point today. He was a gift to mankind. We were separated from God. We didn't know God. God sent his only begotten son. For unto us, or unto you, is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. You shall find a babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly, there's with an angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace and goodwill towards men. I don't know about you, but you start looking at that, we know that Jesus was a gift to me and you to bring, to bring peace. There's three things I, I really pointed out that I felt in my heart were maybe the big three. As we share the gift that was given. You know, I don't know about you, but Christmas seems to be one of most people's favorite time of the year. 
it's, it, there's nothing like it. You're surprising people. Your kids are all excited. Everybody seems to be, in, even mean people seem to be in a good mood. You know, it's funny. I had to go somewhere this week, and it's kind of a comical thing. I kind of thought about it. And I was prepped up when I walked in. I had to go to an office. And when I went to the office, the lady at the counter is just a mess every time you go in there. It could be her birthday. It could be whatever's going on. She just has a disposition that needs slight adjustment. And I went in, and I was like, oh, my God, in heaven, I really don't want to see her because I know before I get there, she's going to be drama. And she was the most jovial person I've ever seen in my entire life. She literally took it. I, was, I mean, there's literally like Twitter feeds about her behavior. You could find it. I'm serious. Go, don't go on Yelp. You might find out. And I'm like, oh my God, this is going to be great. I don't really want to be bothered. Now I got to go see you. This is going to top my week off. Praise the Lord. So I was prepped and postured not to be really happy to step into the moment. And the minute I got there, it was like, hey, how are you? I was like, oh my God, in heaven, prayer works. Because you're usually mad, grumpy, and a little bit belligerent on top of it. But they were festive and they were joyous. And I think even the devil's happy on Christmas. Come on, somebody, give me an amen. You know what I'm saying? It's true. You know what I mean? Grumpy people seem to have a little smile on their face. Hey, it's, you know what I mean? It's a little bit of something that something can fix. But guess what? It's that time of year, right? Some people it's not. Some people you're like Scrooge. You'll get over it. God has forgiveness for you. But what I thought about was this. It reminds us of, of the most wonderful gift that we've ever been given. We exchange gifts, but nobody's exchanged the greatest gift but God by giving us Jesus. The gift of Jesus was this. He brought us a promise of unconditional love. Write that down. We've been loved unconditionally. There's no conditions to God's love. Human love has condition. If you do this, I'll love you. If you don't do that, I'm not going to love you. If you love me at this level, I'll love you at that level. That's not God. God's love is unconditional. That means I'm going to love you full throttle whether you love me or not. If you give me 20%, God's still going to give you 100%. If you give me 40%, God's still going to give you 100%. Humans will go, hey, you give me 40%, I'll give you 30%. Unconditional love. Now, that sounds so cliche. Well, God loves me. No, no, no. Have you ever thought about that? There's a gift of love that's been waiting for you. Unending hope. That's number two. We got unending hope. That means what? He was the hope of the world. Amen? You got hope. Hope comes from the word. Now, today, I'm not just giving you, oh, this, this cute little sermon, yay. No, this is where you got to apply your life. Unending love means, you know, sometimes you got to love yourself again. Sometimes you got to forgive yourself He's given you the gift of love. He's been giving you the gift of forgiveness. He gave you the gift. How about this one? Unending hope. Man, that makes, that makes me happy because even when it looks hopeless, I still got hope that he could turn it around. Amen? Things that don't look like they can work can work out. How's he going to do that? I don't know how, but guess what? He can do it. Check this one out. An eternal life to every person who believes in him. That's one of the greatest things we could have. Eternal life. So I got five questions for you today. I want you to take them. I want you to kind of meditate in them. Maybe you get yourself ready for the thing, just like those gifts. You know what's funny? When I looked at those gifts, I started things just, as I went back and thought about it, I kind of started thinking certain things about them things that kind of made me really wonder, what am I leaving behind? You know what I'm saying? What have I not opened? What gift has he left me then? I just didn't open it. You know, the Bible says this. When he went up, he gave gifts unto men and women. That means as Jesus ascended, he sent gifts into the church. They weren't just presents. They were packages of his blessing. They were callings. 
There were ministries. There were there's endowments. There was there's a lot of stuff going on here. But here's my question. Question number one, write it down, and I got some scriptures to help you see it. What gift have you not opened? That's your question. That's your meditation. What did he give me? What, why am I here? What's my purpose? What gift have I not opened? What is it? What is it maybe he have for me to do that I have not discovered yet? What has he given me I haven't opened yet? What, what package? And I got news for you. Some of it, guess what it is? You, it might be the package of forgiveness. It might be the package of love. It might be the package of peace. Peace for your mind and peace for your body or health for your body. Guess what? He gave you the package of healing. Maybe he gave you the package of restoration. He could restore things. Seems to things, things, things that things, things that look like totally broken or utterly destroyed, he could put back together. You know, it was funny. The other day, Pastor Liz was doing something. They were cleaning the house and doing a million things, and something fell and broke. And I was like, man, I could hear it, man. You could hear something when glass breaks. It's like, boom. I'm like, what's the first thing you say when glass breaks? You're like, oh, my God, is everybody okay? Right? The first thing you hear is, and then you go, oh, great, is everybody all right? After you find out everybody's all right, then you usually freak out because of the mess you got to clean up. Right? Have you, well, it was funny. When it fell, I looked, I said, well, that thing's destroyed. You can't put that back together. Ain't no way. You could, you could, there's billions of pieces of glass that look like all over, but you couldn't get the best crazy glue in the world and put that thing back together. But I got news for you. Jesus could put anything back together. It might look destroyed. It might look shattered. It might look like it's devastated. It might look like shards of glass everywhere. I got news for you. One little touch of his hand could put the whole thing back together. Amen. Nothing's too far gone for him to fix. Amen. You just got to believe it. See what I'm saying? He's the re- that's what restoration means. He can put it back together. Amen? How's he going to do it? How in the world do I know? I don't got to know. He just said he can do it. Amen? Here's my scripture for you. Look right here. We're going to pop it up there. I got, some, I, got some, uh, I got some different translations for you just a little bit. I want to read this one with you. I got Matthew chapter 2, 1 through 3, and 9 through 11 in the NIV. Remember this. Because wise men worshiped Jesus and honored him by giving him gifts, I want you to see the importance of gifts. When Jesus showed up in the manger, they showed up with gifts. Why would they show up with gifts to give to him? Because they understood this. The importance of a gift and show you why Jesus was the perfect gift. Look what happens to this. Why? Because it's almost a cordial thing to do when you bring somebody something. Why do you bring somebody a gift? You show them your affection for them. You show them that you care. You go to somebody's house, sometimes if you, if you go, you bring something. Why do you bring something? It's not, just, it's, it's not just a respectful thing. It's an act of love. Look what it says here. And after Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judah during the time of the king Herod the Magi from the east came to Jerusalem. Why did they come? They came looking for him. And asked, where is the one whom has been born king of the Jews? We saw the star, we went and rose and we've come to worship him. And when King Herod heard, he was disturbed in all Jerusalem with him. And after they heard the king, the wise men went on their way. The star they had seen in the east went ahead of them until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were overjoyed. On coming to the house, they saw the child and his mother Mary. They bowed down and worshiped him. And then they opened their treasure and presented him with gifts of gold and incense and myrrh. I got a question for you. Jesus came to be the eternal gift, but what gift has he presented before you, but you didn't open? 
Now, wait a minute. Didn't you say, no, what gift has he brought before you, but you ain't opened it yet? What do you mean, preacher? Well, there's something he's spoken to you about. And your calling and your purpose. See, I can't sing like they sing. They got a gift. I can't play like you play because you got a gift. I can't do what certain people do because they've been gifted to do it. Something in your purpose I don't have. That's why God gave you a special gift. God packaged your gift up, made, made it unique for you. Put the wrapping on the gift like the way you like it. He put the bow on there just the way you like to see it. He did everything he did because he knew it was in your preference because he loved you so much he gave you the gift that's perfect for you. But my question today is this, what gift are you leaving behind? I know what happens when this thing hits. Well, I don't feel worthy for it, but I got news for you. None of us are worthy for it. It's still a gift that he gave you and wants you to have. Now, you might feel qualified for it, but you, if you don't, it's okay because none of us are really qualified for it. And you might feel like, I don't deserve it. I'm not qualified for it. I, my performance has not proven that I'm acceptable for it. Well, I got news for you. Just like Peter fell in the lake, Jesus had him become the builder of the church. He doesn't look at your performance to tell whether your gift is authentic or not. He doesn't look at your, your position where you're at right now to tell you whether you qualify for it. He just looks at what he gave you in the beginning and called you to be and then expects you and me to just step into the purpose. Because how many know a gift is cool because I don't have to do nothing to get it but open it. I don't have to do anything to do with it but just to receive it. And the minute I receive it, guess what? It could change my life. I think this is one of the most important things you could think of is this, is that, just write this down. Jesus, number two, Jesus gave gifts that have the potential to bring joy, but if you don't open it, it won't work for you. What's that mean? Every present I ever got brought some sense of joy to me. You know, I was a kid, and I remember I was talking in the thing, you know, you kind of reflect back as a kid. I remember, I think I, I think I got a football every year as a kid. You remember that? You know what I'm saying? You got a football like every year, it seemed like, you know? And I know my mom, my mom, she'd wrap it up, but you knew it was a football. There ain't no way you couldn't tell it was a football. It was in that little package, you know? And, and you, when she wasn't around, you'd go, you bought me a football, you probably don't even remember. And it was in the thing, and it was in this plastic thing, and you could feel the laces. You know what I mean? She didn't wrap it like a football. Come on, guys, give her a little more credit than that. She wrapped it in a little package that was like a football. You know, you could feel those laces. And, you know, every once in a while, nobody's around, you kind of threw it in the air. You know what I mean? The square box. Threw it in the air. They came out. She used to think she was slick. She hid it in the closet, but I found it. But it's all right. And, and it's okay. But uh, praise be to God. Your kids will be fine. Look, they might be a preacher. So, all right, okay, right. So, and I remember this football. And I remember, I never forget. You know, in New Jersey, it's freezing. And I remember getting that football and taking it out of the box. Man, guess what the thing, guess what we did that day? I took that football outside and played football in 12 degree weather. Why? Because that was my football. That's what we did. We, we played all year long. It bounced along the concrete. You smack one another in the head. Somebody had the ball. One of your buddies took the ball. But that was the football that every... Remember when you... Some of you guys don't know what I'm talking about. Not everybody had a basketball. Somebody had a basketball, and that means we all had a basketball. Somebody had a football, that means we all had a football. You know what I'm saying? If you had it, we could all use it. Amen? Well, somebody had something, we could go play. And guess what? I got the football. All my buddies were like, good, let's go. It brought me joy. 
That gift brought joy, amen? Maybe you know what I'm talking about. You guys know what I mean. You got something that brought you joy. But I started looking at those packages in that room that day. I said, you know, there's so much joy in those packages that somebody's not going to experience because they didn't open it. They didn't come pick it up. It's going to sit there and not change somebody's life. It's going to collect dust in the closet. We're going to put these things up in the attic and leave them there. But all the while, they could have been producing joy in somebody's life, but you didn't open it yet. I got a question for you. What is God giving you you haven't opened yet that could be bringing joy in your life right now, but you've chosen not to open it? Look what the Bible says. Jesus makes it clear in the Word of God. Check this out. John 15, verse 8. I want you to look at these scriptures. Jesus' gifts have the potential to bring joy, but if you don't open it, you can't experience it. Have you ever had the joy of forgiveness? Have you ever had the joy of love? Have you ever had the joy of peace? Mercy? Grace? Look, I ain't going to tell you life's fair because it ain't. A lot of unfair things happen in life, but I'll tell you what. God's gifts can overcome all the pain of life. You gotta, you gotta open them, amen. You ever have, you ever have somebody really open? You ever have anybody? Nah, let me tell you something. You ever have anybody really, really wrap a present real good? You know what I'm saying? Some of you know how you do it. You like open the end. How many of you like those kind of openers? You know, like, ooh, look how pretty it is. And you open the little corner on the end, and you pull the tape off, and then you open the other little corner. And who keeps in the boxes? I don't know why you people keep boxes. Who actually keeps boxes? You still use them things? Your mama does. She keeps the boxes. I don't know what we do with the boxes. God knows where they all are. There's a box place somewhere in heaven, eh? Hell yeah. And, you know, you open a little end, and then you take the little wrapper off. How many of you are just rip it all up? Don't even play. Don't think about it. Attack. Who's on attack mode with the presents? Come on, right? You ain't, I don't care how pretty it looks. It's all over the place. Got it. Let's go. Next, conquer. Yay, we got it, right? Amen. What? God's got these packages all wrapped up for you, but guess what? You got to unwrap them. They ain't doing you no good if you keep them all bottled up. You got gifts in you only you got. You can't just keep it bottled up. You got callings in you. They're saying, well, you know what? I ain't even worried about whether you tap it in that. Have you tapped into some peace? Have you tapped into that level of forgiveness yet? Have you tapped in that place of mercy and grace? Have you, oh, have you forgiven yourself? Have you forgiven somebody else? Well, it's waiting for you. It's a gift. It's the gift. How about restoration? It's a gift. Amen. Are you, I'm not talking about presents in a thing and some presents they left behind, but I know this. If you don't open them, guess what? And you know what blew me out the most about those presents that were in that closet back there? Somebody, somebody had to figure out what you needed and went and got it for you. Jesus knew what you needed before you got here. That's why he gave you Jesus. He said, look, I'm going to give you what you need to make it through life, but you better unwrap it because if you don't unwrap it, guess what? He's the joy to the world, but if the world don't wake up, the world won't receive him. And then we got the church. Are you even working with him? Look what it says right here. You got to read this thing. Herein is my Father glorified that you bear much fruit. You shall be my disciples. As the Father had loved me, I love you. Continue in my love. If you keep my commandments, you shall abide in my love, even as I've kept my Father's commandments and abide in him and his love. These things have I spoken unto you that you might, that you, unto you, that your joy might remain in you and that your joy might be full. That's the part I want to get to. He came to bring you joy. Joy. 
Someone's like, man, I don't feel, I ain't got no joy. You could have joy. Just got to unwrap it. Life's all about how you look at things. It's all about perspective. I ain't got nothing to be happy about. Okay, Scrooge, get over it. You got something to be happy about. You're just not looking right. Hey, nothing works out right. Were you breathing? How many of you here today? Oh, nothing's good for me. Well, you're here. You're, walk, you're walking. You're talking. You're seeing. You're hearing. You're moving. Blah, 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 blah. Come on. Cut it out. Life's all about how you're looking at it. Jesus come to give you joy and that your joy may be full. God wants us to be joyful. Amen? Why does he want us to be joyful? Because he knows that in us having joy brings him what? Joy. Amen? That's important. Where's your joy level at? You know, I used to tell myself, I remember being in Bible school, you know, and sometimes you got stuff going on, you know, you're trying to figure it out, putting peace together. And one day I looked in the mirror. I said, Joy, I'm looking in the mirror at myself. I said, Joy, you're in there. You know, I thought I was crazy, right? I said, Joy, you're in there, and you got to come up out of me. I mean, people say, is this guy nuts? No. And I kept looking in the mirror. I said, Joy, Joy, you're in there. You better come out of me. Next thing you know, I started laughing at myself. Why? Because joy is in you. Love, joy, peace, long-suffering, the fruit of the Spirit's in you. If you, you go home and you try. Look, if I smile at you long enough, you're bound to smile. Amen. Why? It's just a habit-forming thing. Amen. You just got to look in the mirror and go, Joy, you got to come out of me. Amen. I know you're in there. I got something. Well, say, I got nothing to be joyful about. You better believe you got something to be joyful about. Amen. It might not be like you want it to be, but it's a whole lot better than it used to be. Come on, somebody. You got to start seeing that. It ain't as bad as it looks. Amen. God can work it out. But in the midst of this thing, you got to keep your own joy. Life is not going to be the determination determining factor whether you have joy or not your outlook on life is going to be the determining factor whether you got joy or not come on man ain't gonna be well you know i had a good monday and a good two no 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 you got to make it a good day you can't let life tell you how you're supposed to respond you tell life how it's supposed to respond to you being there there's gifts waiting for you it's true had a thought this was a big one Start thinking about those gifts. Number three thing I thought about, a gift has the potential to transform your life. But you got to open it. Gift has the potential to transform your life. It does. But you got to open it. Those gifts could have been bringing somebody joy. They did. <laughs> but they could have been, but you know what's crazy? They did. Because they, 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 you know what's funny? I'll give you the overall story about it. They used them. But guess what's crazy? Somebody else used them. Even though they're destined for you. Had your name on it. I mean, I'm not, I'm not trying to be selfish, but if it's got my name on it, ain't it mine? But if you don't open it, somebody else open it. And use the stuff that God had stored up for you. Think about this, though. I'm not trying to freak out, but think about this. Potential has been given in this gift to transform your life. Other people are walking in it. You should, too. The transformation process has been given to you. It's in your gift. 
Look, I got this scripture for you. They're going to love it. Check this out. Look what Jesus said. You got that next one up there? If not, I'll get it for you. I am the door. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved, and he shall go in and out and find pasture. The thief, God's been getting blamed for decades for this stuff. Kill, steal, destroy. Ain't got nothing to do with God. The thief come but for to steal, kill, and destroy. But I've come to give you life and give it to you more abundantly. I've come to give you an abundant life, a lavish life, a merciful life, a gracious life. Look at verse 11. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd gives his life for the sheep. What gift are you leaving behind that's unlocking potential for your personal life? What gift have you left behind? What, what gift have you left behind that has the potential to change your, your whole life? What gifts are we leaving? Because maybe we haven't opened them yet, but they got the potential to give me peace. They have the potential to bring me transformation. They have the potential to bring change. I looked at those gifts, wrapped up, somebody's name on it. Somebody went and got it. But guess what? A gift has all the potential in the world to bring somebody joy, but unless you open it, it can't do nothing for you. Had the potential. That football had the potential to bring joy. But if I don't open it, it can't do nothing for me. Every gift God's ever given you has the potential to bring joy to your life, bring change to your life, bring transformation to your life. But if you don't open it, it can't do nothing for you. He wants it to do something for you. But if you don't open it and use it, it can't change nothing. How many gifts has he given you? How many things are we leaving behind? How many packages are collecting dust right now because you didn't open it? Now, start thinking about this. Point number four, just write this down. Somebody paid the price for it. And all you had to do was open it, but somebody had to pay for it. Just like that, just like that gift. You know, somebody went and got somebody's order. Somebody got in a car. Somebody drove to a store. Somebody picked out the exact thing somebody wanted. It wasn't just random, it was specific, it wasn't like empty, and then somebody had to purchase it, because unless you pay for it, you can't just take it. So somebody went and got your order, found out what you wanted, got in the car, drove across town, went in the store, picked it out, not just anyone, because people get specific about gifts. People don't just go, oh, you know, I'll just get you anything. You know, if I, could, if I was going to get something for Jeannie or if I was going to get something for Dennis or I was going to get something for Lindsay, you know, I'm kinda, I kind of know your style. I'm kind of I'm getting specific about it. You know what I mean? Miss Ann, I kind of get, I got a little feel like I'd, I'd kind of know what to do for Donnie. I'd kind of think, what is he like? You know, I like, like coffee, like this. He's like, I know what kind of color. I'm thinking about what kind of color. You know, I kind of see, I know he's wearing red because it's Christmas, but I, I know, you know what I'm saying, but I'm kind of getting specific. And if it was you or your spouse, you, I, I know what my wife likes and I know what my wife does not like. I know what my kids like because I'm getting specific in this thing. I'm kind of like knowing where they're going with this thing. I don't just show up with some rant. I don't just show up and go, hey, here's a bowling ball, and you never bowled and bowled a day in your life. Kind of doesn't make sense. looks like a gift, but it ain't the gift you really want. How many of you know you're going to rewrap that and give that to somebody that bowls? Why? Because your gift gets specific, but guess what? After I get specific and I put thought and intentionality in it, I got to pay for it. Someone got to pay for it. How many of you know before you start, you start figuring out your budget? 
what's this going to cost before I even start? Now, I got $5 faith, and some of you got $50 faith. But some of you, like, I got, I got, I got a gift that's going to go. Well, how many of you know Jesus is the greatest gift, but Jesus, it cost him his life. The book of Hebrews says it the best in Hebrews 9, 14. It says, Christ offered himself to God as a perfect sacrifice for our sins. Just think how much more the blood of Christ will purify our conscience for sinful deeds so that we can worship the living God. There was also a price to be paid. Here's an incredible statement in Scripture. 1 Peter 1, 18 and 19. Look at this. You know... That it was not with perishable things such as silver or gold that you were redeemed, but with the precious blood of Christ. Jesus paid a high price so that you and I could have the gift of eternal life. God can make gold and silver as plenteous as the dust of the earth. But when it came to meeting our eternal need, God had to pay the costliest price imaginable. He had to sacrifice his only son. You weren't purchased with perishable things like silver and gold, but you cost him his son. Those gifts that he's got for you have been laid up because of what Jesus paid the price for you to receive. What gifts are you leaving behind? Don't leave no gifts behind. Don't leave, no, don't leave that calling behind. Don't leave no purpose behind. Don't leave those, don't leave those special, special things that God's spoken to you behind. Number five, this, is the, this one really got me. It'll be waiting every year to you open it. It's funny. It happened, it happened even in the morning. Remember I told you? <coughs> Husband and wife were laughing about it. I said, oh, yeah. She goes, I pulled that gift out I was supposed to give him last year, and I wrapped it up, and I'm going to give it to him this year. It was kind of comical. We were getting ready to leave. He said, don't worry, you're going to get it. I said, I hope you didn't need it. He said, she said, he did. You know, it was kind of cute. He goes, well, he'll get it this year. And that's exactly what I was thinking. I said, this gift, this gift will keep coming back every year until somebody finally opens it. Then I started thinking. I said, just like those presents, what gift does he keep coming and trying to bring before me, but I don't open it? What gift is he bringing before me that I just, maybe I'm ignoring it? What gift every year it is? Because the Bible says God's a liberal giver. This ain't just about Christmas. This is about every day. You know what's funny? I started thinking about this too. I said those presents stay up in an attic and collect dust all year long. We go through winter, spring, summer, fall. They're just sitting there collecting dust. I started thinking about something. I said, you know what? This time of year, I wrote this down. And it's just so kind of caught me for a minute. The world seems to become more aware of Jesus this time of year more than ever. Maybe less and less. They're trying to take them out of this. They're trying to take, you know, it's happy holidays and not Merry Christmas. It's, it's Xmas and not Christmas. It's take them out of this and don't put the Jesus on the manger on the lawn. And you can't do this and you can't do that. And as much as we're trying to make people aware of them, it seems like they're trying to become unaware. But it's okay because you're aware. But this was the question I asked myself. What gift does he continually, year by year, bring before me, but maybe I don't recognize his presence and let it slip by? 
just like those gifts. See, somebody's going to bring them out next year. And I don't know about you, but it seems like to me, maybe, maybe Jesus, this gift, maybe it comes before us. Each other. Are, we, are we missing the moment to experience the gift? Because we're just not opening it. Maybe we're not aware of it. Maybe we're not conscious of it. Maybe we just don't care. Maybe we didn't even know. But I got news for you. Each and every day, there's gifts waiting for you. Are you not opening it because you're not aware of it? Are you not opening it because you didn't know? Or we're not opening it because we're just not taking it and putting it. Maybe you got to say, well, preacher, what am I supposed to do with it? We're supposed to take it and just put it in your life. So as you do with any other gift, somebody gave you a tie, you'd open a box and you'd put it on. Now the Bible says put on Christ. What do you mean put them on? So put them on like a coat. Put them on like a piece of jewelry. Put them on and be like him. What do you mean be like him? That means allow yourself to be conformed to his image and his likeness. There's gifts waiting for you. You know what's funny? Monday, when I went and showed up, I, I, I really enjoyed myself. And I reflected back. Man, it just, it, sometimes you go somewhere and it triggers back. And I remember going in the beginning and I said, man, here we are. Got 60, 80 people kind of trying to make it. And I started asking questions because right away, I'm a hardworking guy. And I said, I don't understand this. So I started interviewing some of these guys. I said, hey, man, I said, why did you hit? What you hit? He said, one guy, looked, one guy told me, he said, I went to Vietnam, came back. I wasn't right. I said, I can understand. I respect that. I respect your service and thank you. This, wasn't, this was years ago. I said, what happened? He said, I just couldn't get back, couldn't get the traction back in life. So I just slipped away. Some of you know what that experience is like because you went. I don't know. One guy said to me one time, he said, man, I went and I, I came home. My wife and kid was gone. I didn't know what happened. And I lost myself in a bottle and never came out. I said, I can understand that. So you don't know what anybody's walked in, in the shoes people have been in. So don't judge anybody until you know what's going on. Because real quick, the past is like, I, you think you know. You don't know because I don't know what I would do. But for the grace of God, there goes me. So you know what I'm saying? So sometimes be slow. And I started thinking, 20 years I've been doing this. And 20 years ago, some of those same faces were in that room. And I started thinking, gifts. I'm not saying your relationship with God's off because you're in a spot. But I said, man, the gift of blessing is coming every year. Every day, are you catching it? See, this thing's coming every day. And I'm not picking, I wasn't picking, see, you can stay in the same, I got people in this church staying in the same spot year after, I ain't telling you who you are because I don't know who you are, but year after year after year, you ain't no different than anybody else, neither am I. The, Pastor Chris stops coming before me each and every day, each and every day, and I'm oblivious to take the gift that he's bringing. I got news for you. There's a lost and dying world, and he's a gift. And let me tell you something about lost people. Each and every day, he's knocking on the door of their heart saying, let me in. I am the gift of eternal life. And they walking around like they don't know, and some of them don't, because the Bible says they're blinded to this gospel. But you got to show them the light. You got to show them the light. Each and every, remember when you were lost, some of you? Now, not making you go there, but go there for a minute. 
you were lost and looking for hope and it was a hopeless situation and you maybe were in the church but you weren't have you were in the church but you weren't part of the church. You know what I'm saying? And something had to happen on the inside and each and every day. I'm glad he came and found me because I wasn't looking for him. I got news for you. I was looking for my way. Come on, somebody. I wasn't looking for him, but he came and found me. Amen. And he's knocking on the door of the hearts of people, your lost people, your neighbors, your friends, your family. He's a gift. And every day he shows up. It's today the day you're going to unwrap your present. It's today the day you're going to unwrap the packet. It's today the day you're Look, I remember the day. It was October 1994. I walked in the room and there was a package waiting for me. It was the gift of Jesus. I walked in one way. It wasn't Christmas. No, duh. This story ain't about Christmas. It's about Jesus. Amen. It's about the life that's waiting for you. If you'll just unwrap some of the packages, he's prepared before you. Amen. And whatever you need is waiting for you right now today. It says exceedingly and abundantly above all you can ask or think. Ephesians 1 and 3. All spiritual blessings in Christ Jesus are waiting for you all you got to do is take it or leave your presence on the tree leave your presence on the tree I was like what are we, what are we gonna do with these things oh someone else can use it that's great. Kind of sad, though. Because these things were designed for you, but you didn't show up. What's been designed for your life, but you ain't shown up yet? See, body Christ is kind of goofy. We'll do this stuff. Well, if you don't do it, somebody else can do it. That's true. But I got news for you. There's 1% difference with everybody in this room. It's called identification. There's 1% difference between me and you. That makes you unique. Nobody else can do what you can do because God designed you to do it. So if I do what you're called to do, it ain't good enough as you doing it because you've been designed for it, not me. So you might not think you're important. You're 1%. There's only one, there's only one difference. You got 1% difference than me. Go study it. It's true. It's clinically proven. Your difference. You know your fingerprint? All your DNA is 1%. That's all it is. Makes you different from me. You understand that? But you ain't called to be me, and I'm not called to be you. So if you don't do what you've been called to do, we all suffer. Because something's not in place. So I could play with your toys, but they were your toys to begin with. I like driving your car, but it's your car at the end of the day. It's your stuff. It's yours. I can enjoy it. I can have. I can. I can drive fast in it. I like. I like it. But guess what? In the, the day, it's going to your garage because it's your stuff. Don't leave your packages on the tree. Don't leave your gifts behind. Don't disqualify yourself because you don't feel qualified. He already qualified you. You know what's the cool thing about a gift? It wasn't your idea to buy it. It was his. Take it. He didn't want you to have it. He wouldn't put it under your tree. It's yours. If you don't want me to have it, don't bring it. But if he brings it, make sure. But what's the worst feeling in the world? You give something to somebody, and they're not, and they open it, and they look disappointed. Right? 
Oh, great, a tie. Kids, right? Kids are always like, have, you know, you know, kids are like, you know, we were driving, we were driving, and I told, I told Luca, I said, he ain't here, is he? I said, your mother got your socks. He said, I think I know some of the things mommy got. I said, yeah, she got you socks last night. She worked it out. She got you some socks. He's like, you know what I hate? I said, go ahead, tell me what you hate. Why would, why would somebody get you something they know you need? Like he was talking about, why would somebody, you know, she didn't get him socks. But why, why, I was playing with him, you know what I mean? She got you Nike socks, I told him. He got all excited. He, he hated it. He, I was like, that was your last present, Nike socks. I wasn't lying, but he, he, I was just exaggerating with him. So he goes, he goes like this to me. He goes, you know what I don't like? I said, what's that? Because I don't like the fact that somebody would get you something that they would get you anyway. Basically, what he's saying is, how can you call that a gift? you got to buy my socks anyway. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? You know, a kid thinks, right? He's like, you, you know, my wife shows up and goes, oh, I got you T-shirts. I'm like, you got to buy me T-shirts anyway. Why in the world? This ain't no gift. This is necessity. I don't want it just to be necessities. I want it to be lavish stuff. The funny thing about God is he took care of your wants and your needs. Amen? Amen? So he knows what you need, and he supplies it, but he also provides what you want. That's what makes him good. Amen? And I got news for you. Know what he said all you got to do? Ask. He didn't say beg. He, didn't, he said ask me. He said you have not because you ask not. I think there's some gifts waiting for you this year you need to open. How about you? Look at your neighbor and say, you better open your gift. Better open your gift. Look at the other neighbor and say, open your gift. Better open your gift, otherwise I'm going to take it. Amen? Praise the Lord. Come on, bow your heads. You're in here today. Father, I thank you for there's gifts waiting for us. I thank you for there's increase of opportunity waiting for us. There's some stuff I'm not going to leave under the tree this year, Lord. I'm going to get it. I'm going to open it. I'm going to live it. I'm going to see it. I'm going to walk in it. I'm going to have destiny for it. And one of the greatest things of all is this. You are giving us the gift of Jesus. There's nothing in him I want to leave behind. Man, there's some, there's some forgiveness. I think you're in here today. Listen, I'm really led by the Spirit of God to do this. Close your eyes, bow your head. There's some forgiveness in here. You got to let some people loose. Let them loose. Don't let unforgiveness keep you bound. You need to forgive, forgive. You need to forget, forget. You need to release, release. Some of you got to forgive yourself. Sometimes in life, you got to just go here. Some of you, you got to forgive you. Because you're the hardest critic you got. Forgive. Some of you, you got to forgive somebody. It's okay. It's all right. Do it by faith. Feelings will show up. I just want, I just felt that when I was here. Some of you got to go to another level of where you're going to go. Forgive you. Forgive you. You understand that? Forgive you. Some of you in here, you know what you got to do? You just got to let, got to let some stuff loose, man. There's some stuff you got, there's some stuff you got to make a move. Just make one step towards him. Sometimes you got to take one step. Sometimes you got to take one step. Sometimes you got to take one step towards him. Take one step towards him. One step towards him. One step towards him. And watch your life change forever. One step. One step. One step towards him. One step towards him. And your life will change forever. One step. That's all it is. One step. Sometimes it's one, one little step. Say this out loud with me, everybody in the room, nobody looking around. Just say this. Say, Jesus, there's some gifts you've given me that I have not opened. But right now, by faith, I open them. Help me see them. Help me walk with them. 
Teach me how to flow in every gift you've given me. And there's some packages of peace, love, unconditional love, change and transformation. I'm ready for them now. Thank you, Lord. Lead me, guide me, help me. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. And if you'll keep your heads bowed and your eyes closed for just a moment, because as Pastor Chris so beautifully said, the greatest gift was Jesus. And there may be some of you in this room today that you've never asked Jesus to come into your life and into your heart. Mm. See, it's not just a little prayer that you pray. It's not a magic formula that suddenly makes everything better. But what it means is that you're surrendering your life to him. And the things that used to be difficult, you have someone to come alongside and help you. You have someone to give you that peace and that joy and that hope every day of your life. And for some of you, he's asking you right now, will you let me into your life? Will you let me come be a part of your life? Will you let this Christmas give you the greatest gift of the presence of Jesus in your life? If today you say, that's me, I've never asked Jesus into my life, but I want to make him the Lord of my life this morning. Every head is bowed and every eye is closed. No one is looking around. Would you just raise your hand? No, I'm not going to embarrass you. Just raise your hand and say, yeah, I want to ask him into my life right now. Maybe you say, I I prayed that prayer once. I used to know who he was. I used to, guess what? You can always come home. There's nothing that can separate you from his love. And if you say, that's me today, and I want to renew my commitment to Jesus, I want to ask him into my life, will you just wave your hand at me just so I can see? And I want everyone, you can put your hands down. I'd like everyone to just repeat after me. Say, dear Jesus, I believe believe that you're the son of God. You're the son of God. I believe believe that you came to earth, earth. that you died for my sins. sins. So right now, now, I ask you you to forgive me. me, Come into my life. Come into my my heart. heart. From this day forward, forward, I make a commitment commitment to live my life for you you. and allow the gift of you to be in my life. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening to this episode of Relevant Live with Pastor Chris. If you are interested in learning more about Relevant Church, we invite you to visit us today at relevantfl.org. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel to hear more messages like this one every single week. And as always, welcome home.